Tennis Gambling Podcast and Sports Gambling Podcast now presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to win another $100, no questions asked, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. And welcome, everybody, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Rochelle, once again going solo for this pod. And for this episode, it's time to go through one of the last remaining tournaments we got left in the ATP schedule, as this will be the next-gen ATP Finals taking place in Milan. If you're not familiar with the tournament, it's a very unique format where you have a round-robin setup for the first round or so, and then you end up getting the actual single elimination matches. But it only involves young players, which is why it's called the next-gen ATP Finals. Now, you do have a couple of young players who will not be actually making it for this event, mainly Alcaraz, who, besides getting injured, qualified for the main uh, ATP final, so he would not have been participating anyway. But overall, should be an interesting event. It's a good way to really see a lot of youngsters and not too familiar with and see who could be the next up and comers for years to come. We'll be honest though, this year's overall, I'd say talent pool relatively weak. You have Musetti, for example, as the favorite. So that is a pretty underwhelming card should still be fun though. And I'm looking forward to it, but I do have to at least announce the interesting format with regard to the match layouts. It's not like other ATP events where it's going to be two out of three sets and you have the usual, you know, seven games max in a set for a tie break, stuff like that. Instead, it's going to be first to four games in a set and four threes, the maximum. They don't do win by two. So it's going to be four, three tiebreakers. And you also have three to five sets. So if you end up seeing spreads that seem a little bit odd and you see totals that seem a little bit odd, Remember that it is three out of five sets. The only caveat there is it's first to four games in a set instead of first to six or seven in the case of breakers. But either way, that's kind of going to wrap up the brief introduction for this tournament. Now time to recap how we did in the final over in the last episode. And for the Paris final, we did relatively well. We hit the lock and the dog. Unfortunately, we lost on the prop. We had Djokovic team total or personal game total over 12 and a half games at minus 135. That got there. We had the over 22 and a half games at plus 105 as the dog. That got there. But we did lose the prop with Djokovic and Rune combined aces under 10.5 at minus 115. Looked really good early on. I believe there were only two aces in the entire first set. And then the aces really picked up in the second set. And once it went to the third set, we were kind of screwed. But either way, we still won the lock and the dog. So a profitable episode. Look to keep it rolling here. Before I actually get into the outrights and my thoughts on each individual group in the next-gen ATP Finals, time to get a quick word from our sponsor. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. 
Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and win $100 for no questions asked. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer something to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished recapping what happened or how we did in the actual Paris event. Now it's time to get into the breakdown for the next-gen ATP Finals. But before I actually get into that, I do want to at least mention something that I should have done before the break, I do want to give a shout out or congratulations to Rune, who had a phenomenal run. It was a really, really elite run. If you look through all the players he had to beat and his reward for going through that gauntlet and winning a trophy was also joining the ATP top 10. So congratulations to Rune for officially cracking the top 10. He's definitely going to be a top five player in the world at some point. Uh, and you can assume that he will be threatening to win a couple of Grand Slams here and there because he's only 19 and he's really going through some serious strides over the last couple of months. He won in Stockholm and he carried that over into a phenomenal run in Paris to go through all of his matchups there. Ended up, first of all, losing in the final in Basel. So he ended up playing really well there and then lost to Felix. Then in Paris, he beat Warenka in three beat Herkaz, who was a top 10 player at the time, beat Rublev, who was a top 10 player, beat Alcaraz, who was number one, beat Felix, who is also really, really playing some great tennis, beat him in straight sets, avenged the loss there in Basel in the final, and then beat Djokovic from a set down in the final. And that was really impressive. He was also down a break in the third set. Showed a ton of resilience. Djokovic definitely seemed like his strokes were really just inconsistent, at least more than usual. And Rune had to battle, had to fight off a bunch of break points there at 6-5 serving for the match. Had to fight off exactly six break points, but he did it and he ended up converting on the second match point and won the tournament. So great run by Rune. Not really much more to add there, and he did a great job of dealing with adversity and coming back from a set down to really give Djokovic everything he could handle and more, which is why he ended up lifting his first Masters 1000 title. But congrats to Rune for being a new member of the top 10, and I look forward to seeing what he can do in 2023. But either way, looking at the actual uh, outrights here for the... Uh, next-gen ATP Masters, or ATP uh, Finals, I should say. We are going to look at the tournament odds last. We're going to go through the actual groups first and then work our way backwards. So going through the groups here, you have the green group and the red group. Very, very creative names right there. Uh, You have Nakashima, who's the favorite at minus 185 in the green group. You have Laheka at plus 240. You have Pizarro at plus 900 and Arnaldi at 10 to 1. It's going to be a pretty short episode, not going to lie, because I do think these groups are pretty straightforward. Nakashima should win the group. I don't think it's very close. Nakashima has been one of my favorite tennis players of the past year, and we've mentioned him a lot as some outrights, as an outright who has a lot of value. I know he ended up breaking through in California, but still, Nakashima is a very consistent player. We saw him make a deep run there in Wimbledon before losing to Kyrgios in a very tough five-setter. He's a fundamentally sound player who should be able to give all the other young players here a lot of problems. And his stamina is also solid. So even if it goes five sets, 
once again, four games max in a set for the winner there. But still, I do think he'll, his stamina is going to be able to wear down opponents, and I do think that he should be a prohibitive favorite here. So I do like Nakashima. Uh, do I like any of the long shots here? No. Arnaldi and Pizarro aren't exactly in great form right now, so I'm not exactly interested. And I do think Nakashima should win this group relatively easily. Laika could maybe win a set or two off of Nakashima, but I just trust the consistency more, and I think that he'll get the job done there. So nothing really worth noting in the green group. As for the red group, it's a lot more interesting. You have Musetti as the favorite at plus 105. You have Draper at plus 150. You have Stricker, the up-and-coming Swiss player, at plus 500. And you have Zhang at plus 1,200. Now, first of all, uh, Tsang, I'm not picking. I think he's got no chance to win the group. So I know he's had some moments, but his serve is awful. And if he's going to rally, he's going to run into a hard time because he's going to get broken all the time. So I'm not going to pick Zhang. Stricker's interesting because he is a very good server. So I do think there is a path for him to actually upset some people if it goes to breakers. Once again, you hold three times in a set, you go to a tie break. So I do think Stricker could find himself in a very good position to go to tie breaks and let his serve dictate the action. We know that Draper's serve is good, but a hit or miss. And Musetti's serve is pretty mediocre at best. I'd say lean towards underwhelming. But I do think Stricker at 5-1 to one might be worth a look because I do think he could go to a lot of tie breaks and that could definitely work in his favor. Draper, I just like as a player. I think he's an up-and-comer, top 20, top 15 guy. And he showed a lot of strides this season. And Musetti has been very good on hardcourt recently. He ended up beating Berrettini in a final a couple of weeks ago in Italy. And that is why he's favored in the group because of the fact that he's experienced and the fact that it is his home country. So you're assuming you will be seeing a lot of crowd support for Musetti there. Am I taking him plus 105? I am not. I think that Draper has value at plus 150. And I think Stricker has some value at five to one. But Musetti, as much as I like his overall play style, he still has the one-handed backhand, which does get a little bit wild at times. And Draper's very good at keeping the ball in play. Stricker can hold serve relatively easily. I do think both of them can give Musetti problems. So I will not take plus 105. I will look for Draper, and I will look for Stricker. Stricker being mostly my long shot of the overall group stage. But other than, other than that, though, time to get into the futures here for the overall tournament. You have Musetti as the favorite at plus 180. You have Draper as the second favorite at plus 250, tied with uh, Nakashima at plus 250 as well. You have Laheka at 8-1. to one. You have Stricker at 10-1. to one. And you have Sang at 28-1. to one. Pizarro at 28-1. to one. And you have Arnaldi at 33-1. to one. So Musetti, is he going to win the tournament? He's got a great shot at it, obviously. First of all, I realistically see four people that can win this event. I see Musetti, I see Draper, I see Nakashima, and I see Stricker. Laheka, I know, is somewhere in between at plus 800. I don't see it. I don't think he's good enough to actually beat a decent amount of guys in this list. And then you have the long shots, which I don't like at all. I'd say my furthest long shot would be Stricker. I don't think he's going to win either. But the fact that he is a very good server definitely helps him in these abridged sets. So I do think Stricker could upset some people along the way, maybe beat the likes of a Musetti or a Draper. But I do think eventually he'll end up running into a guy who can return and who can really make him work. And I think that Stricker will eventually probably fall short. But I do like the value there at 10 to 1. So for my outrights, I am not picking Musetti. I know that he is Italian. I get the fact it's in his home country. I don't like the value at all. I think you're going to end up seeing him 
probably end up in a couple more wars than people expect. And I do think that if you're looking for value, I don't mind the other two plus 250 guys. I think that Draper has some value. I think Nakashima has value. Nakashima is my favorite player because I don't really understand how he's plus 250, not favored to win the tournament, yet he's minus 185 to win his group. So he's basically guaranteed to make it into the final couple rounds, and yet he's not the favorite in this event, which I don't understand. We said he's plus 105 to win his group, so he's still favored to win the group, but it's basically a pick em. And Nagashima is basically a minus 200 favor to win his group. So my favorite play overall here is Nakashima. I think he's going to win. Draper, I do think, has has a great chance to win. Plus 250, now that I think about it, probably not the biggest fan of. I don't think there's much value on that. I know Draper's a very good player, but I do think Nakashima would beat him head-to-head if they went uh, against each other in potentially the final. But either way, uh, my favorite favorite, so to speak, is going to be Nakashima at plus 250. I think that he should breeze into the semis, basically. And I think from there on, Nakashima can prove his overall consistency as he dismantles the competition. So I'll take him, and I will take Stricker. I think Stricker has value because of his great serving. And I do think since he could end up beating the likes of maybe Musetti or Draper, push him to five sets, and we'll take our chances there. 10 to 1, I like. I think he has some value to win the group, though, at plus 500. But that's kind of going to wrap it up for the actual outrights here for the next-gen ATP Finals. I said it was going to be short because there's not many great players here, to be honest. It's a pretty weak field compared to previous years. There was one year where you had uh, Chung, who was one of my favorite players, who unfortunately got injured. You had Rublev in there at the same time. There's been a lot of really good overall fields in the past. Diminor was another guy who had a very good field and he ended up winning the whole thing. But I do think this field is relatively weak, so that's why I'm not going to spend much time on it. But I figured since we do have a week before the actual ATP finals, it was time to go through the... I can't really explain this. It's kind of like the rookie sophomore situation, an all-star weekend for the NBA. I know it's now like the world, et cetera, but it's a good chance to see some of the young guys get put on a spotlight and you get to watch them go against each other. So for me, I am going to go with Nakashima and I will go with Stricker as my two outrights. But for the actual matches, we'll go through my favorite plays in the Lock and Dog segment right after another word from our sponsor. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. I personally like the Let It Ride Christmas sweater. If you're going to hear a bunch of Christmas music and you know people are already looking forward to it, might as well prepare for the Christmas parties you're going to have by getting a sweatshirt early. And the Let It Ride sweatshirt, I do think, is a very nice piece to add to your collection. Plus, from now on until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off while using the promo code Dallas Sucks in all capitals. That's still store.sgpn.com promo code Dallas sucks. Welcome back everyone to the tennis gambling podcast. Just finished going through the outrights for the next gen ATP finals. Now it's time to get into the lock and dog picks for the actual matches for the lock. I am going to go to a player that I mentioned kind of in a fading way, but I am going to back him in his first match. I am going to take Musetti uh, and saying under Three and a half sets. Once again, it's three out of five. In other words, I'm taking Musetti to win in straight sets. I think at the end of the day, you're looking at a guy 
who is really just ready to roll here. I think that Musetti is going to benefit a lot early on from the crowd advantage. Sang has been kind of a train wreck over the last couple of weeks, and it's because of his limited weapons. And I do think eventually Sang's going to be up against it to go through his recent matches, played against... Uh, Played against an American qualifier in South Korea, lost in three. Played against Kyrios, lost 6-3, 6-1. Played against Marterra in South Korea, lost 6-3, 6-2. And played against Chung in South Korea, lost 7-5, 7-5. So he's lost in straight sets in each of his last three matches. And Musetti has been in good form. He recently won a title, beating Berrettini. And you go through his run in Paris, wasn't bad either. Beat Chilton straight sets, beat Musetti, in, uh, beat uh, Basel in straight sets, beat Rude in three, and lost to Djokovic. So he's been in good form. I think he'll end up dominating in this match, and I think he should win in straight sets. So I will go with Musetti and saying, uh, you have a choice between oh, uh, you have a choice between the uh, under three and a half sets of minus one thirty, or just take Musetti minus two and a half sets at plus one hundred five. You know what? I'm going to pivot, actually. I'll take Musetti, minus two and a half sets of plus 105. I don't see Zhang winning in straight sets, so might as well get an extra 35 cents out of it. So I will take two plus money plays. I will take Musetti, minus two and a half sets at plus 105 as my lock. And for my dog, I am going to go to another uh, minus two and a half sets, and it's going to be in the Nakashima match against Arnaldi, and I'll take Nakashima, minus two and a half sets at... A very nice plus 135. I think that's a hell of a deal. And I think that Arnaldi, despite having the home crowd, is really just nowhere near the level of skill as Nagashima. Nagashima is consistent. He's sturdy. He's also lengthy. So I do think he'll be able to get a lot of rackets on balls and force Arnaldi into hitting a lot of unforced errors. But you're looking at the actual results recently. Arnaldi's been okay, mostly in the challenger circuit. But to go through some results here, he ended up uh, beating a couple of underwhelming players, beat Barreri, beat uh, Brody, got killed by Simone, lost 6-2, 6-2, lost to Struff in three. But I do think you're looking at a spot where Nakashima is just in another class, and I do think he'll look like it in this matchup. I think that he'll end up winning comfortably, probably 4-2 in almost every set, maybe one breaker in there. But Nakashima is extremely consistent, Arnaldi's having a huge step up in competition. I think he'll end up struggling as a result. So give me Nakashima minus two and a half sets at plus 135. So once again, the lock's going to be Musetti minus two and a half sets at plus 105. And the dog's going to be Nakashima minus two and a half sets at plus 135. That's been this episode of the Tennis Gallon Podcast. We're back once again, probably later on in the week when they finish the actual round robin group stage portion for the remainder of the next gen tournament then of course we do have to get through the atp finals which should be in about a week which will be a lot of fun but until next time good luck to all of you and all of your bets bye everyone